1: And welcome back to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew Simmons. I'm here with my buddy Josh. Say hello, Joshua. Hi. And we are here with our friend Clay. Hey. How's it going, man?
2: Uh, good, good. Yeah. I'm new to podcasting. I you, used to uh, edit podcasts like as a job, and so it's weird to be on the other end.
1: <laughs> yeah, I dude, I did that same thing too uh, last year. A ton of. Edit, podcast edit so I'm a super feel you uh but it was really <laughs> weird getting on to the microphone side of it
2: yeah it's uh, it's bizarre
1: yeah so uh clay your yeah. vocal engineering extraordinaire uh <laughs> I would I I really like what you do with vocals personally and you. uh you know producer general yeah you know
2: I kind of I'm definitely that whole uh, jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing. <laughs> uh,
1: well, let's let's uh, maybe introduce yourself, and then we'll kind of go back on like how you got started in music and stuff like that. So let's maybe start there and kind of introduce yourself to the people.
2: Sure. Um. So yeah, obviously my name is Clay. Um, I have a solo project called Fox Chase, um, and in more recent years, I am the uh, vocalist for the comedy pop-punk band Sunrise Skater Kids, um, and yeah, that's been uh, a ton of fun, working with comedy and, and stuff like that. Um, I also had weird uh, meme success with a uh, coronavirus Hercules parody and a Japanese version of all time lows, Dear Maria.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> you're v- very
2: specific uh, Yeah. You're uh, you're
1: you're very much in with me on like we got popular off of stuff that we had no business getting popular.
2: Yeah, it's of. so so weird. And like <laughs> I enjoy it. And um, I guess we could talk more um yeah. about that that sort of stuff later. For sure. but, um yeah, lots of cool things have come from that. And also nothing has come from that. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> the uh, Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's take it all the way back to the beginning and okay. go, how did you get it? Like, what kind of got you into music to begin with?
2: Sure. Um, so to give the most cliche story, I was born into a family of musicians. Um, so my uh, grandfather uh, used to tour with the Lone Ranger as an accordion player uh yeah and then he had uh five daughters obviously one of them being my mother um and they were all kind of like <laughs> trained in like a military way to do like five part harmony and uh yeah so like that's my, really that's wild it's yeah it's <laughs> uh, my it's in your bloodline. Yeah, yeah like it's, I have to um, defend my honor. Um, <laughs> but my mom um, would, I guess I'll talk more about them as, um, you know, in their childhood. Um, so yeah, they were all musically inclined from very young age. Um, and uh, my one aunt um, went on to, you know, pursue music as a career. Um, she was doing uh, just little mini- touring things um wasn't like a massive success or anything like that but um and my mom used to sing uh harmony for her like backup um vocals for her live and uh to the point where like you know she was on tour singing backup for my aunt uh at like eight months pregnant with, with me uh so I guess I was getting um country music pumped into the womb uh <laughs> That's um which is maybe why I'm not super into country. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so the, I just kind of had this whole um, lineage of uh, musicians in my family. Um, weirdly enough, out of all the um, the kids of those, I'm the only, or there's one other musician, um, but I'm one of the only ones that still stayed in, within music. Um, so I guess it died out. But um yeah it's uh i guess that's technically how my music uh life started but i didn't really start pursuing it um until i was probably around 11 or 12 um when i was just like I think I heard like I was at like a baseball game and <laughs> I think I heard like Crazy Train and I'm like that guitar sounds cool. And my John dad played guitar. Man or man or yeah, exactly. Yeah. And which is like it's, it's a pretty easy riff. Yeah. Um so my my dad plays guitar a little bit. Um and he uh taught me that little riff that and like Iron Man and Smoke on the Water, you know, the the uh guitar center holy trinity. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, So that's how I started with music. And then obviously, you know, once you learn an instrument a little bit, you're like, oh, what other songs can I play on it? And then, yeah, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's how I started. um, I guess my interest in music before that, I was really into visual art as a little kid. I was like, I want to be an artist for Disney. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, obviously that. Didn't pan out, unfortunately. I mean, um, but your
1: stuff is sick, though. That's like one part I feel like that most people don't realize about you is that, like, you you're a sick at drawing, dude. Like at like digital thank you. art media and stuff. I was
2: I was drawing earlier today while I'm installing uh, thirty thousand pieces of software on the new computer. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, no, thank you. I I actually I stopped for a long time. Like once I got into music. Mm -hmm. Um, and then probably into high school, like halfway through high school, I was like, I hate drawing now. And I like stopped for like eight years. And then it wasn't until like probably 2018 is when I started drawing again for a thing called, um, Inktober is what like a lot of digital artists do where, Mm -hmm. um, throughout the month of October, uh, you get a different drawing prompt every, uh, every day. Um, so it just kind of keeps you on your toes. You have to move fast. Uh, you don't spend, you know, a week or more on a single piece. You have a you have a day. That's it. Um, but yeah, so I once I got into music, I kind of put that aside and I started my um, recording career uh, with a rock band USB microphone for uh Guitar Hero World Tour. I think, Heck yeah. Uh, is what I used into audacity and I didn't have a mic stand. So I laid it on top of my desk and just held my guitar in front and played it,
1: bro. (laughs) You sound like Daniel from freaking convictions. I don't know if you listened to that episode, but we had a whole conversation about how that's like the OG beginning of everybody. I feel like you have
2: to start. Well now, now people have Reaper, right? And you can just get a full DAW, you know,
0: for free. basically. Yeah.
2: Um, (laughs) it's not free don't say it's free
0: uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go on record and say that anybody who tells me they use the rock band mic is not really dedicated it has to be the guitar hero World's War mic <laughs> <laughs>
2: well I think I had that one and uh, the um, Beatles rock band for we um, yeah so I had both of those yeah. Um, but yeah I would just record crappy acoustic covers um, you know there was no click track at least I don't think so in audacity back then uh there's no click track there's there wasn't really no there wasn't in. prior
1: to like 2012, i think maybe i don't really? remember
2: yeah well this is definitely before then yeah. um <laughs> and yeah it was um those are awful i wish i still had some i have like some old recordings but not that old that stuff was like buried uh with my tumblr account <laughs> when that oh man that disappeared um, it's unlocking
1: like <laughs> pieces of my unlocked. brain. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah exactly. Core memory unlocked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um yeah. So but that's that's how I started recording, and I was always way more interested in um the creation side of music than I was with like performing. Mm-hmm. Um I have super social anxiety. I hate uh anything remotely social. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> so awful with it. Um Which is funny because, like, both um, Lee and uh, uh, Josh uh, Landry um, are both like, yo, come hang out because I live in Georgia. Um, Yeah. So come hang out. And even though they're, like, four hours away, um, that's not that long. Um, if you're like gonna especially if you like stay overnight or something yeah and i'm just like yeah we'll do something eventually <laughs> sure and lee's uh, got all
1: those extra rooms bro you'd have a you'd have josh has a bedroom at lee's house i was
2: about to say that i was like bro i got a bedroom <laughs> does he that's really fun yeah no, not anymore
0: someone else is staying there now but Aww. i'm gonna reclaim it <laughs> fight him yeah i'm gonna fight over it well first i have to steal his cat and then i have to fight oh, okay
1: him. that's funny mm. But, yeah, dude, no, I, I totally get that. You should super go hang out with Lee, though. It's a good hang, always. I know.
2: They they they're both seem, like, super cool. And, like... I finally met Josh
0: um, when I was down there for Kegsmas. And, uh, yeah, he's a great dude. I'm uh, sorry,
2: what'd you just say? Kegsmas?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Uh, Teddy Swims. That's his uh, show each year.
1: Yeah. they oh, do a really? They do a big Christmas show. They sell out, like, a... I don't remember. Was it... Where was it this year? Oh, uh, it didn't... It didn't sell out because of Covey.
2: Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: obviously. But
0: Covey was going dummy. Everybody got COVID at that show besides me and Maddie. Oh. <laughs> so don't so know funny. how. Between that and then sitting in airports for what it felt like forever, you know? Yeah. We wow. didn't get COVID.
2: But... but
1: the prior year, they sold it out. Yeah. And they basically. Yeah,
2: I, I know and I love Teddy's music. I mean, yeah. it's insane. But yeah, no, I didn't he's know about that show, Kegsmas. That's funny.
1: Yeah, they do a big Christmas show. And then they, I think they record it too, don't they?
2: Yeah,
0: I think so. Uh, Lee, Lee was doing the broadcast mix for that show. Yeah,
1: so I think he said he recorded multi-tracks from it, too, and he's going to, like, do yeah, something with it. I, but. Is that
2: from, like, because um, I know that Teddy just did, like, a Christmas EP. I know he's signed now, so I don't know how that the, all works. Christmas but He
0: was from last year. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. not last year, too. Like, okay, so it came out in 2021. It was recorded in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, July 2020. It's actually really old. But, um yeah this is this is just like a christmas show that he does every year oh, cool. uh, i can't <laughs> well you know there's shenanigans at play uh yeah so i really don't remember how many christmas songs he played but i know that he did play like oh. songs too yeah so it's not like just like a christmas show you know yeah mm-hmm. he mixes
1: it up it's like ha- probably yeah. it's probably like a half and half set
0: yeah, yeah. Him and Cassie looked all adorable, dressing up as Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. (laughs) It was was a good time. It was really fun. Yeah.
1: But yeah, they're super good people. You should definitely, when you get time away and everything calms down, I'm looking
2: to buy a house and everything too. Are you uh, trying
1: to. uh, Well, let's get. Southerners. Second. We'll get back to that in a second. So you. You're working and you're doing music stuff. You got into it. How'd you get to decide that you wanted to record specifically? Because you gotcha. were like, "Oh, so I don't. I know I don't like live <laughs> yeah, stuff." It's funny.
2: It, it's still like, um, it's a more recent revelation than you'd probably think. Um, because I, so throughout high school, you know, I I played stuff, and that was when. I was probably like 13 or 14 when I first got Pro Tools. That was my first DAW. So Audacity to Pro Tools is kind of a big uh, learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, but awesome. uh, I figured it out. I think and... the
0: first person I've talked to who had Pro Tools is their first DAW.
2: Yeah, uh and it probably was a matter of like my mom took me to Guitar Center and they're she's like, What does he need? And they're like, This is the industry standard. And <laughs> uh <laughs> I I got like an M box uh bundled with Pro Tools 8 nice. uh, when I started. And um Yeah, that's I I started with that, you know, with just uh all the stock plugins and and all that. Um but what I Realized now um and it probably didn't realize until maybe like three four years ago um is that i didn't i didn't want to like record like i don't want to be even like a producer for somebody or mm-hmm. anything like that because uh, i did i pursued that for a while where i was so sorry to jump all over we all have adhd no so you're good, good with that. um let me go back to the chronological thing uh so from high school um I briefly went to uh, university and dropped out in three months because I know I think you had a an episode about should you go to um, music school? Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm in the camp. Well, I guess it depends of on what you're doing, but I I'm in the no uh, sort of thing mm-hmm. because it's it really is a um <sighs> one it's it's a dumb luck thing where it, or like who you know sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You're just making connections and um opportunities it really is just like i've been very lucky um for people i've been able to work with and stuff like that um but at one point i did think i want to be like kind of like lee like i consider like lee he's an engineer like a true engineer you know there's a lot of people who um are like i record and it's just like they bring their buddy over to like their basement and yeah um uh but yeah like i went to um the blackbird academy in nashville nice um and i graduated there and that was a great experience i learned um a lot uh but it also taught me that i didn't want to uh intern for the rest of my life and (laughs) and i couldn't afford it because one it's nashville i was for like a 800 square foot uh, apartment i was paying 1200 dollars a month and uh while in school so i was working night shifts um baking donuts at dunkin donuts and <laughs> it just wasn't feasible um but i'm i don't want to call out any studios or anything like that but yeah. there were um internship opportunities where they demanded that you work there for over 40 hours a week for free um oof yeah mm. and i'm like we're like oh, it's gonna make you level up Like,
0: no, like okay it only lets you level up in certain cases
2: yeah and it's and you're not the only one there like Mm -hmm. you know and then it gets all weirdly competitive with like other interns or like it shouldn't be you know and ideally um i had a a lot of friends at blackbird that um got really great like assistant engineer positions you know they Mm -hmm. they were just they weren't just an intern they were there to actually help record these records yeah um like a buddy of mine um got at, uh, was it Southern ground, which is Zach Brown's. Yeah. Uh, studio. Yeah. He, which I think he actually just recently sold or something, uh, or was selling. Um, but he got a great job there for a few years. Um, and I got to meet a bunch of really awesome engineers. Um, obviously John McBride, um, you know, owns Blackbird, but you know, I got to speak with like, uh, Dave Pensato, Greg Wells, and, um, i met cla a couple times that was something uh, <laughs> um i digress yeah um
1: black black box white comb baby <laughs> sound Dude, of I hits have,
2: i have oh you were the, actually yeah i met you at nam yeah we met um, yeah we met at nam yeah um when i i have two of those uh cla the sound of hits t-shirts <laughs> i love those um <laughs> They're so stupid.
1: <laughs> Bro, that's literally all we were saying that day. It's the me, me, you, Chris, and Chris, and Brian were yeah. all just yelling the sound of hits at each other.
2: Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I met some really awesome people there and worked on some really cool things. Um, but uh, yeah, ultimately, I did learn. I'm like, I don't want to record. I just like recording myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um. And for a while, I did um, some production stuff. I very briefly, like I would record friends, you know, people I was already close with. I'm like, yeah, you can come over and we can work on something. And I would like produce their music and, you know, record them because they don't have their own setup or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I realized, like, I don't want because I am so um, introverted. um, The whole social aspect of constantly being introduced to strangers and having to um basically hit like a reset switch about like hi i am me like <laughs> you, yeah how do i i think a, a good analogy that i can come up uh, come up with is like if you go to like a, a theme park and there's like the long line and when when you're waiting in that long line there's like a thing um like an introductory like audio or something playing Uh, that like introduces you to the line while you're waiting and then Mm -hmm. once you go in it resets for like the other people that are waiting in that line it's just having to constantly be almost uh be like on a reset repeat um sort of thing where i constantly have to uh learn the person and like uh their communication style you know when you're Mm -hmm. recording with somebody um, i'm sorry I said, yeah, you
0: have to, like, learn how to read people and, like... Yeah,
2: everybody's the, super different.
0: Yeah, see, like, that's something that, like, I honestly kind of like. Um, I I feel like I was always good at that. Um, and, uh, like, especially, like, getting into sales and stuff. Like, I, I I don't know if it was, like, a conscious decision or if it just kind of happened. And I ended up liking that. But, um yeah, no, I could see how that's, like, extremely exhausting for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, especially yeah. for somebody who's, like, not built for that mentally. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean,
0: there are times whenever I'm just, like, over it. Because, like, you know, you really do have to, like, cater to a lot of people's egos, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, there, yeah, there's times whenever I'm just, like, I'm, I'm just done, you know? But, yeah, that definitely gets exhausting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it just, um, you know, it's... I, I don't regret. Um, I, I regret going to university for three months uh, and paying $35,000. Um, sure. <laughs> other, yeah. Those, uh, those Christian universities. <laughs> right, um, get you. I almost,
0: I almost went to MTSU and mm-hmm. then I was like, maybe I shouldn't because like, so, my wait, parents
2: you said like, you're from uh, PA or no. Yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, well, I went to uh university of Valley Forge which is in, like, Phoenixville, I think is the name of it. Hmm. Um, again, I was there very briefly. Uh, it's <laughs> basically pretty much right next to Philly. Um, oh,
0: you so, way out on the other... Yeah, we don't like Philly.
2: That's okay. <laughs> Philly doesn't like Pittsburgh. <laughs> no one likes Pittsburgh. No, I'm I'm never, um, i
0: i never be one of those dudes It's like... Yeah, I'm never going to that city. Because, like, (laughs) there's
2: literally people around
0: here who are, like, scared to, like, drive in this city, which is, like, 20 minutes that way. And then uh, there's also people, like, like my friend, like, Nick, who's been on the podcast. He has a great story of this person he went to high school with. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about planning a trip to New York soon. You know, like, I really miss the city. And they were like, why would you want to go to New York? And he was like, why? why wouldn't you want to go to new york like it's you know there's so much art and culture and like you know it's a huge city like why why wouldn't you want to go visit and they were like well we have pictures for that and they were that serious so i never want to be i never want to be that guy but i'm never going to philly we have
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and i'm not from philly or anything um jersey boy right Um, yeah yeah so i I yeah yeah born and raised in jersey and then um after high school um Briefly went to Pennsylvania for college and then from there straight. Uh drove sixteen hours and moved to Nashville. Um so that was an endeavor. There you go. <laughs> uh, and I had to make that trip multiple times. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it sounds
0: like me was Florida. I've oh, no. I've 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 driven from St. Petersburg, Florida to Pittsburgh six times and then no to Atlanta. Buy a
2: plane, dude. Just buy a plane. <laughs>
0: I probably should have. Um what part of New Jersey are you from?
2: I'm from Central Jersey. Um <laughs> which is mythical to uh a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, there is a Central Jersey. Um but I'm from Monmouth County. It's like literally dead center um right along the Jersey Shore. Um uh-huh. Yeah. So uh yeah, I I grew up uh Monmouth County uh specifically a little town called Eatontown. Um Nothing goes on there. Nothing's uh, important. If nothing we have military base there. and that no. shut down, so now we have nothing.
0: Like my 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 scope of like uh, scale as far as distance goes is like yeah. pretty skewed. Whenever it comes to most of the northeast, because like Pennsylvania is like a pretty big state. considering yeah, it's pretty big, but then it's also a really small state compared to the west coast. um So like or how compared far- to the central oh. of America too? Yeah, exactly. So like how far away were you from from New York City?
2: Oh God, um, forty five minutes
0: okay yeah 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 Uh, you probably you probably lived uh right near where my i i have uh some family that lives out that way and uh, it was always wild because like it it was kind of like a almost like a mountain town like Mm -hmm. where get you know feet of snow but then like you could be in new york within an hour it was really cool yeah
2: yeah Uh, no i really like despite the reputation um i i think jersey was like a gorgeous state um it was really really nice i mean like it gets cold, um, but you know people up in uh, Minnesota are probably scoffing at me. So, <laughs> right, like, right, yeah, that's, that's kind of
0: how it is here. Like it's very moderate. You know, we got nine inches of snow yesterday. Yeah, and it's been like under twenty degrees. So. Wait,
2: where are well, you now?
0: Pittsburgh. Um, oh, you're still
2: there. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know you were there.
0: Yeah, right now we're we're still here. We're, he we're
1: moved. He moved to uh, Saint Pete, and then had to move back cause COVID.
0: Yeah, because kind of, yeah, we moved down there because uh Madeline got a job at the minor league baseball headquarters um wow. as a designer and then like COVID helped accelerate the process in major league, just absorbing all of minor league's operations. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty sick. So then we moved back here and we're we're about to uh start making plans to move to Atlanta. So
2: oh great, more people, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Uh, I haven't really been up um, towards Atlanta because, again, it's like a four hour drive. So I haven't really had. um, You're more on the you're more on the
1: coast, right? You're like Savannah area, right?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty um, I'm like about an hour from Savannah, uh, an hour west. Um, Yeah. And so we were actually right now we're looking um, for houses. It's been a process. Um, and we've been outbid on houses like three times. We were like, oh, we got it. And we're like, no, we don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like um, the the whole housing thing is insane here. I, whenever I was working so at bad. the car dealer to give you an idea where I live. So I, I live about 25 minutes North of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, like 25 minutes North of Atlanta is like basically still Atlanta, but like, uh, for Pittsburgh, like I'm, I'm almost in the sticks, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, like there, there's, there's people who um. You know, like this is this is their hometown, and like the like Pittsburgh is like a different land to them. You know, like it's very like (laughs) separate. And Mm so, um, there were guys that I was working with trying to buy houses, and they were offering like twenty five thousand dollars over what the asking price was for Mm -hmm. the house, and they were still getting outbid.
2: Yeah, it be like that though.
0: Yeah, bro crazy and i was like yo like where where like why why are people moving here
1: we're we're <laughs> we're lucky that we bought our house in 2019 before uh, like the housing market went wild um we got a three-bedroom in God. greenville for like a hundred and thirty five thousand. oh so hate you. <laughs> yeah it was bro honestly we, we bought it before it even hit market though yeah which is well, really nice
2: that's we're kind of in a position where like we know somebody that's completely renovating a house and we might just have to do it that way. Um, uh, yeah.
1: Our realtor was a boss. He, yeah. he was on top of stuff. So he got us, he got us our offer in before it even hit market. Yeah,
2: Our, our realtor that we have is actually really good. It's just, it's hard I mean, right now, dude, it's competitive yeah, with, yeah, because of how everything's going. And, uh, basically everyone wants to be a landlord, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and get passive income. So, um, Things I, the place I'm renting right now, um, a couple months ago, someone bought it from my previous landlord, uh, without even looking at it. They never came here. They never looked at this place. They just bought it.
1: That's crazy.
2: And I'm, and I, I met them like a month after they bought it. Um, (laughs) they're like, oh yeah. And I think they, I don't know if they live in California or if they live in Atlanta Um,
1: yeah there's a lot of people from california moving over here and just mm -hmm. buying up like two or three pieces of land yeah or houses before they even get here
2: yeah it sucks (laughs) (laughs) it's Uh, awful
0: it's really unfortunate that we live in like this middle period of uh of you know kind of like where our populations reside because like there is a ton of unoccupied very inhabitable land in america oh yeah there's just nothing there, so I exactly. can't wait until cyberpunk takes full form <laughs> and we get to choose our factions of either uh work for uh Jeff or Elon and then <laughs> jeff subsidized su- sub subsidize house- yeah that word housing, and then dude just gonna be so sick I can't wait. <laughs> We're asking yeah. the full force. It's
1: gonna be out. It's gonna be so sick.
0: Um,
1: so back to the music side of things. No, back uh, to cyberpunk. No, no, you're good. <laughs> this is this is what we do here. Yeah. Everyone's used to it at this point. Um, so you go. You, you go to Nashville. I met you. I think you might have been living in Kentucky at that point.
2: So yeah, my my timeline is like. Jersey, basically my whole life through, like, 18, 19 years old. And then you
1: moved, like, four times in, like, (laughs) a span of a couple years.
2: Yep. Uh, It's been a nightmare. Um, Yeah, moved out to Nashville for a year for – because Blackbird is only a six-month program. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so I I did that, um, and then we moved up to an area called Clarksville.
1: Yeah, I know Clarksville, Tennessee.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Great my pastors.
1: From, my pastors from there.
2: I loved it there. Um, yeah. He was, he
1: liked it there a lot.
2: It was a military town where all the housing was stupid cheap and really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But you know we were renting, obviously. Yeah. Um. But moved there. It was a great place. We were there for two years, and then uh, the landlord was like, Eh, we're gonna sell this," and so they're <laughs> like, "We're not renting it anymore. You have thirty days to get out." Um. Sure. Yeah. Uh. So then. Uh, two days before we would have been forced out, we finally found a place, um, like a friend of my, my mom, uh, we didn't even see it and it wasn't finished being like renovated yet. Um, again, two days before we had to be out. Um, so it was just like, all right, I guess we're here. Um, incredibly small house in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Um, not the best area
1: yeah that's what you told me um, you were like i don't really go outside
2: <laughs> it, it was just it wasn't awful um but it just it, it was so depressing there to be honest yeah uh and we were there for 10 months uh so we didn't even finish our lease um and then moved out here to- yes yeah.
1: so so you so you, yeah, so you
0: awesome. let's go ahead josh I was gonna say yeah, we didn't finish our lease in Florida because we didn't have hot water, so we used that to get out.
2: Mm. Um Yeah, I moved. Um, we moved to Georgia specifically um, to be closer to my parents, um, just because they're getting older and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah,
1: that was my que- that was gonna be my question. What What made you move towards like Georgia?
2: Georgia? Yeah, um, they live in uh, a place called Midway. It's kind of like us not swampy area they live on a lake it's actually really nice okay um but there's a lot of the like hanging moss trees um gotcha. all around yeah, and i, I kind of
1: know the area that you're talking about yeah
2: it's um it's it's pretty it's just it is yeah, a little bit really... in the not in the middle of nowhere because there's plenty of like you know burger kings and <laughs> yeah but it
1: is very old south yeah it's yeah, very like old eighteen hundred south <laughs>
2: Not their area, none the, so old.
1: Well, okay, well, there are places yeah. like on that side of Georgia that are
0: very old. Yeah, I mean, old, def- 18- Savannah
2: 000. has some super old buildings. Um, yeah, I love Savannah, and that's where we're looking to buy. Um, at the
0: dude, model. it's so cool. The most scary part about the drive from Florida is whenever you get out of uh the Tampa area, and then right after you pass, I think it's Gainesville, then mm-hmm. there's just like nothing. No, it's Savannah. <laughs> and then after savannah there's still nothing and that dead space in between always made me feel like i was about to be put like on a shirt or something it's
1: terrifying
0: it was so scary i i did not like it like you're just driving for miles and then all of a sudden there's like a bunch of houses like like I mean, like like uh i don't even know what to call them they, they almost reminded me of like the the steel town houses that i see around here but they're almost like uh like nicer sheds like almost like a prefab kind of
2: thing <laughs> yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, just like, yeah. where do these people work where do you get food <laughs> what do you do lots of people farm we had a, a neighbor with chickens and and stuff like that oh, that's
0: pretty cool oh, I, I got friends with chickens too
2: <laughs> yeah well yeah my fiance uh, really wants to have some chickens and stuff <laughs> so yeah
1: yeah you, so you guys are looking for something like really specific then too if you're trying to have like a little bit of a homestead
2: yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have to be that bad. It's just, it needs somewhat of a yard. We have a dog. Yeah. Um, and somewhat so, of a
1: yard, like a, half, a quarter acre lot or something like that. It doesn't and even you could do some.
2: Su- super big. I mean, obviously, you don't want to annoy people um, yeah. with like a crowing rooster or with something. Y- and, and
1: yelling from your house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to make sure uh, wherever we are, um, it's well insulated. I have my sound panels, but that doesn't sound proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the stuff I do is a little more aggressive. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I guess with that we can segue back into our podcast. Yeah. So I was gonna
1: say. <laughs> so what made you decide I'm gonna be the vocal guy?
2: I'm the vocal guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I've always I mean it might be because um my family had that whole harmony thing growing mm-hmm. up um but I just always loved um vocal arrangement stuff and um acapella music and um stuff like that uh i just realized i'm talking away from my microphone like an idiot no um, you're good <laughs> that's all
0: i do you can't even see mine
2: <laughs> um it's a good thing I don't have a camera because mine is just like in my face you wouldn't even <laughs> see like my eyes and that's it behind my pop filter um but yeah it i've just always really enjoyed um arranging vocals because um they're they're so dynamic in the sense of like um tonally like Mm -hmm. they i i do lots of things where like if i have a big vocal stack of like you know it's singing like a a chord like a, a pad or something but i almost like uh do a filter sweep but with my mouth you know what i mean like what you know what i mean like Uh, oh yeah that sort of thing um and you have a you know 25 voices doing that it sounds Um, super cool and then yeah and also like sliding between notes or something Mm -hmm. um it can just create such cool effects like you can probably get that sort of thing um with like fretless instruments and whatever um but the cool part is that it's not an instrument you know it's it's a human being um Mm -hmm. But yeah, just, I, I probably, um, so my, my parents are very religious, um, and my dad was a pastor. Um, but so I grew up pretty much only listening to, uh, Christian music, uh, lots of CCM stuff, uh, which I know, you know, uh, has like these, um, you know, big anthemic, uh, like vocals a lot of times. And like, it's
1: all about, it's honestly all about the vocal.
2: Yeah like it all is. of the
1: mixes are all about the vocal the production wise is pretty minimal outside of vocal production
2: yeah you just you have to get a, a guitar and piano drowned in reverb and then um a like good a backbeat th- on yeah, kick. a 30 a 30 second long uh studio or stadium reverb um <laughs> with people singing along to you yeah um <laughs> Uh, there was a joke that my teacher at Blackbird, uh, used to say that you could always tell, um, whenever you would, hit, it wasn't even a joke, actually. Um, he was serious whenever you could always tell what was the Christian radio station, um, by when you're changing through. And then you hear this like super shiny, consistent high end. Um, they basically like the entire thing has like a, an apex oral exciter a on it.
1: sheen. Yeah. yeah.
2: And like, honestly, so uh, you could say whatever about c c m music um that's like a t m machine i just realized whatever um <laughs> uh but production and mix wise they're they're solid they are they're, very good they're, they're very consistent good yeah like i i still reference um uh toby max portable sounds record oh yeah that album that's is a good record so well um But uh, and like the
1: vocal, the vocal production and choices and are very, very, very good.
2: Yeah. No, and like it is very clean, Mm -hmm. um, both sonically and lyrically. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah. So that doesn't work for everything, but I mean they're good.
1: Yeah. The um. So so what what made you say I'm gonna do. Specifically, oh, oh, yeah, like my, the my tangent, the tuning side of things, I guess. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, so um,
1: because <laughs> I feel like that's something that people don't think about as like a viable,
2: yeah, like niche. Op-
1: yeah, like a career option. Like, yeah. like that's literally all you have to do.
2: Yeah, that's um, it's I've been very lucky um with how much I've been able to support myself just with vocal editing work, mm-hmm. um. Uh, to finish my tangent that i was on yeah. with the whole ccm thing uh you know that's probably where i got the sort of um love or like focus on vocals so much is because that's so forward in that type of music yeah no, that um, makes a ton of sense um
0: yeah. especially like yeah i mean like those were some of like the early like super hyper focused like vocal arrangements you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if we're talking about like the early days of like auto tune and stuff like that. Like there mm-hmm. were guys who would just like their job was to tune vocals because like computers weren't fast and stuff like that. Oh and, yeah. Like, I mean budgets were so big that back then that like guys were just stacking cash by sitting there doing vocals all day. So I, I could definitely see how like you know these massive like CCM labels are just like shelling out money for these like crazy productions. Mm-hmm.
2: It totally that, also, like, that reminds me. That, that I'm was like, go oh, on a, this makes sense. That reminds me. I'm gonna go on a rant later uh about autotune and okay. stuff like that we, we will, and not we will about, touch on that in defense of autotune yeah um <laughs> but what started me on that path um as far as vocal editing as like my work um funny enough uh, i don't know if you guys like play a lot of video games um there josh was, does a lot of okay um well you probably heard of this so there's a game called portal
1: oh i've played and, portal i love portal yeah. okay i miss that game so much yeah me too <laughs>
2: I I love Portal um, and Glados in that, um, voiced by uh, Ellen McLean. She mm-hmm. would um, I th- I forget if she would speak the lines normally or s- say all of her lines monotone, and then they would uh, pitch shift her in melodyne just randomly and adjust formant randomly um, to get the the sound of her voice.
1: That's really cool.
2: And as like a, I was a kid, and I'm like that's so cool. I want to know how to do that. And I bought Melodyne so I could become a portal turret uh, <laughs> as a child. Um, and I, they got me Melodyne three. And eventually I'm like, Oh wait, I can use this for music too. Cause I'm stupid. Um, and uh, <laughs> again, I was, I was young, um, but that's how I discovered Melodyne. Um, and yeah. And that's how I started learning about vocal tuning and of course like anyone doing anything at first um didn't quite know what I was doing. Um but you know, over time, you know, you you learn. And um one of my main things that I guess I'll um if we talk more about production stuff later, um the thing that I loved about music. God, I feel like I have to like it die i got the cough or something (laughs) but i can't get it out um anyway edit that out whoever's editing this um (laughs) um crap the add is setting in um what was i saying help me okay you're good oh
1: you're you're good we're talking about uh melodyne and how to how you got into uh vocal tuning as a job
2: yeah i know and i still can't think of it where I was going.
0: And then and then you realized you could do it with music. So you... Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um
0: and uh
1: <laughs> And then you were talking about vocal production.
2: I'm so brain dead. Oh, okay, yes, thank you. Production, actual production. Actual um, production. Yeah, like music. Um I the thing that really got me into it was trying to recreate things. And I still think mm. that is one of the biggest things people can do to um level up their production skills. Cause I still will do that like I used to think like, oh, I want to cover this song because I love this song. And when once I, because I always do vocals last, um, once I would get the instrumental recreated, I lost all interest. Um, because Most of the time, unless like the song had something really cool vocally that I wanted to figure out. But it was more of a, my ADHD um, thing where I want to learn everything. <laughs> I want yeah. to like, I just have this thing where like, I'll have like hyperfixations on like, um, certain, um, creative niches. Um, and, uh, for production stuff, I'll be like, oh, I really want to figure out how they made this synth sound or, you know, the drums on this sound so cool. Or like the song has really weird rhythm. Or, like, I want to see what exactly that is. Like if you look at it against a grid or something, um, like that, <clears throat> I feel that's like I'm fair. hearing myself double. No, I'm not. Okay. I uh, just wanted to make sure that the no, recording good. didn't mess up. Um, but yeah, that that's like a huge thing um, regarding... Um, no, production. for sure.
1: I feel like that's how a lot of people get started, right? Yeah. Is well, like... You, yeah. The whole... Like, I... I hear this thing. I want to know how to do that thing, so I want to make. I would start trying to make that thing, and then it leads you down mm-hmm. the path of, well, if I can do that, then I can try this, and yeah. then I can do that. And I can, and then you hear another song. You are like, oh, that's mm-hmm. really cool. I wonder how you do that.
2: Yeah, and to circle back around, I mean, me wanting to know, like, how did they make Gladys's voice in that video game is what got me a career <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I. I just always really loved um, vocal arrangements and just whenever I would cover stuff. Um, I, it could be um, a combination of just like, there was a, there was a famous thing that like John Lennon would hate the sound of his own voice. So that's why like a lot of the stuff would be like doubled. And that's kind of like where vocal doubles came in because mm-hmm. uh, the more affected it sounded, the happier he was. So it could have been something, an insecurity sort of thing like that, where I'm like, Uh, i hate my i hate my voice but if i layer it up enough it sounds cool you know like (laughs) yeah yeah, i'm not interesting enough the the production can be uh
0: (laughs) that's actually crazy because that's that's like how i learned how to sing like Mm -hmm. um so i was working with metal bands and -hmm. then i was like man none of these all these guys act like vocals are an afterthought but like for me like the vocal cadence and the rhyme scheme is like everything whenever it's screaming vocals you know yeah. and so, like, I kind of took on that whole thing and then I started um I started um you know getting into pop because of that but mm-hmm. I remember whenever I was first trying to do pop music I was like well I can't sing very well like you know like I, I was able to do like the whole pitch scream thing which was crazy but like I couldn't sing below mm-hmm. that you know and so I started singing into autotune and then Because of that, I was like, okay, well, like now I could get demos. Like, it slowly got to the point where, like, now I'm a half decent singer, and like, it's just like really funny thinking about how, uh, you know, we all have like these certain like things that we're trying to learn, Mm -hmm. we end up like leveling up multiple times because Mm -hmm. it's like that one silly thought, you know? It's like for me, oh well, I want to be able to like, you know, maybe try to do like pop songs or something like that, and then like now like i can actually consider myself like somewhat of a singer you know
2: yeah i've i've heard your stuff and it, yeah it sounds great hey. um then when you said like a lot of people do get started that way um like as far as uh, recreating songs or something like that mm-hmm. um i've found more people aren't and they're just trying to go in blind and that like they kind of have ideas in their head um but don't know how to really get them out or like um Yeah, maybe
1: maybe it's just the people that I talk to that are successful are the ones that do that.
2: Okay, well that's a different story. (laughs) Yeah, maybe
1: maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It's like Um, because like mostly when I'm talking to people like that, I'm talking to people that are like like you mm. that do this, you know, for real, (laughs) and like Josh that do this for real. You know what I mean? And it's (laughs) like I feel like a lot of people that I find that are successful. I'll say I'll amend it to that that. Mm. The, the, some of the most successful people I find are the ones that are teaching themselves through trying to recreate work that is already like successful.
0: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. something that Matt Rad was talking about. He was like, if, if you haven't tried this, like everybody needs to sit down and like try to recreate their favorite song and um like even like recent productions like he's he'll still sit down whenever he doesn't have work and like he'll try to like recreate a song that he likes right now just because um he learns more from that from anything else and like for me like i never tried to like recreate somebody else's work i always just tried to like do my own thing Mm -hmm. but you know i can look back at like those certain moments where i came close to that where it Mm -hmm. was like okay like how did they get the drum sound in this city by the 1975 you know or like yeah Um, you know how did they get that guitar tone on this record and then like those were like the biggest learning points for me and i feel like if i did sit down and i just tried to like recreate something like you know one-to-one it would have been i I probably would be a lot better
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's um i think the mindset that um because you were saying that you don't want to copy someone you want to do your own thing of course you know everybody Mm -hmm. like should strive to try and be unique um but the The point is deconstructing something so that you know how to implement it in your own way on your stuff. So like, you know, like you said, like a guitar tone or like the drum sound on a song. Um, once you, for me, like I still struggle on dialing in like a guitar tone that I really like. And I found that it almost depends on like the key of the song and stuff. Like, even if it's the same genre, the, if you use like the same sort of tone, um, and it's in different keys sometimes it just doesn't work right at least Mm -hmm. in my experience Uh, and of course it depends on you know whatever you're doing um but yeah it's it really is um a super uh useful tool um i again i still do this um just in my own time just uh recreating songs just because i don't know it's like i guess it also takes pressure off trying to be creative and it helps me um, because I get kind of creatively burned out a lot Mm -hmm. um, depending on the stuff I'm doing. That's why I don't like um, write for people anymore. Like I don't do top lining really anymore. Um, Do people like listening know what top lining is by now?
1: Yeah. We've actually talked a lot about it because Josh mainly does top lining.
2: Okay. Yeah. And like top is. I mean, I feel like I know more top liners than any other like kind of – music uh related job like i (laughs) know, yeah um because you know i mean songwriters are the most important part because it's the song Mm -hmm. um i've always struggled with lyrics um just i always get in my own head and i'm like this sounds like too cliche or whatever but so and i've always i've never been like you know 90 percent of songs are basically love songs in some Mm -hmm. way you know um I've always just never been able to write songs about that. I don't know. It just felt like in a weird way it was filler. And yet when I listen to songs that are love songs, I I have no issue with it. It's just when I'm trying to write it.
0: Hmm.
2: Um but anyway. Uh Interesting. so I tried to get like I tried to do top line for a long time, like a, a few years, and I did. Um, but it always felt super forced and just never came out with like a product I was super happy with. And I just became so burnt out that um, I wasn't making music really at all. Um, So being able to recreate things takes the creative side out where I'm just like trying to analyze. And again, with my ADHD brain, that does um, weirdly help (laughs) just kind of focus me in on, on stuff.
1: Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about a great company called That Pitch. Have you ever had some leftover song ideas you just didn't know what to do with? Or maybe you needed to flex that riding muscle, but you still need to get paid. Enter That Pitch, a sync licensing company that pitches your productions directly to their exclusive list of clients. That Pitch has already paid out over $120,000 to its members since October of 2020. They provide production advice, business training, and other resources to make your songs better. Go to thatpitch.com to sign up and use the code HANGOUT for 20% off your monthly or yearly subscription. So, uh, so talking about recreation, mm-hmm. the uh, and I'm going to link to these, but is that kind of where you were going with your like cartoon cover songs stuff that you did <laughs> for a while? Because those yeah, are sick. I mean,
2: uh, thank you. Um, So there is that, um, like, uh, I remember the, the one thing that I really wanted to recreate or like, I was really trying to recreate the other ones. I was just like, they're, they're theme songs, you know, like people kind of get it. And I've also put my own sort of thing on it for, for Um, those,
1: for those that don't know. Oh yeah. Clay Uh, has a series of, uh, where, where he's like done, he's recreated and like, I guess done up a little bit to more radio standard.
2: I get, if you want to say that, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a they're, kind of basically way. Just but like, covers, um, yeah. But they're, um, you know, obviously my my own style, um, mm-hmm. which I used to. Back to that recreating thing, you don't want to fall in the trap of like, if you cover a song, don't make it like the exactly like the same. Yeah, it's not a one to one. Yeah, sure. because like, why would people listen to yours if it's exactly the same? Just listen to the original. Um,
1: but there are aspects of so I think of like. My Shiny Teeth and Me, there's mm-hmm. like aspects of that song, like, uh, like the acoustic guitar part mm-hmm. that is very specific to that song and recreating the tone of that to the original, I mm-hmm. feel like is pretty, pretty specific. And then like the Phineas and Ferb one, I feel like there's a lot of parts to that that needed to be one to one.
2: Yeah. So I think, I don't remember if the horn parts were exactly the same. I might've had, um, I might've just written my own things. Uh, like Phineas and Ferb is, it's just a ska song. Um, yeah. you know, it's done by, uh, Bowling for Soup, but, um, yeah, yeah it's pre- pretty much just a, a ska. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's Bowling for Soup.
2: Yeah. Bowling for Soup. Who's also Chuck E. Cheese. If you didn't know that, <laughs> um, wait, do I I can't I don't know if you said anything. I said, wait, what? Yeah. Um the singer for um Pulling for Soup is uh Chuck E. Cheese. Um (laughs) anyway. You're blowing Uh, Josh's mind right now. (laughs) Where a kid can be a kid. You know? Um (laughs) the um uh anyway. yeah, uh, yeah, the um I did Kim Possible. And that that one was the only time I think where I was just like it has such a cool like i don't know if it's a surf guitar tone it has like this tremolo reverb yeah, like, yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course the communicator the dun- 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 dun. um yeah yeah which is probably just like a square wave or something um yeah i forget how i did it but recreating those like those felt important and mm-hmm. uh with that song um I wanted to keep the sort of early two thousands, I guess late nineties. I it was definitely a two thousands show, but yeah. musically, um, it was very much of that era. It had and that
1: in sync backstreet boys, Britney Spears kind of yeah pop vibe.
2: Yeah. The um the break in the back yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I love. I still I'm very much uh obsessed with the early two thousands era of music. And I know it's whenever it's always like the music you were listening to when you were like 10 years old or something mm-hmm. it's like the one that sticks with you for like life pretty much oh yeah you know, in your formative yeah. years everyone, um,
0: everyone knows like all the early 2000s like pop music and i i just don't because like really? I, yeah i didn't come up with it you know like my, mm-hmm. my parents uh were born in the 60s so like mm-hmm. they're like golden era of music was like always like the 80s and mm-hmm. so like i came up on like new wave and like 80s pop and mm-hmm. you know and so yeah that was the weird part for me belting out all these like you know crazy pop songs and i'm like i i don't i don't know any of these
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean so because like i wasn't exaggerating when i said that all i listened to was ccm like i wasn't allowed to listen to uh Mm -hmm. secular music Mm -hmm. um until basically high school so what 14 15 years old Mm -hmm. um so the the part of i mean the closest thing and um, still my, um, one of my favorite bands is Reliant K. Um, and obviously they are a oh. Christian. Uh,
1: and also like vocal parts out the waz, dude. super.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would say Matt Thiessen is a super formative part of even just my vocal tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, not that I tried to be sing like him, but just, I think it just ended up, you know, um, like a nurture sort of thing where it's just yeah. like, I would always, you know, listen to these songs therefore i'm like this is how people sing uh (laughs) um but yeah i mean reliant k's influences are definitely like super brian wilson like beach boys and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um so it's like that mix of pop punk or pop rock with these big vocal arrangements um definitely um i remember um there were some vocal um arrangements of reliant k songs that i did when i was younger um but the, yeah, uh, so it was uh, yeah. weird because I was um I had that like sheltered upbringing basically mm-hmm. um and so I didn't I didn't experience the sort of um nostalgia for a lot of things that a lot of people have mm-hmm. um but yet the early two thousands music even though I didn't like directly listen to it I probably you know you would hear it in a grocery store or yeah. like in in a McDonald's or something yeah. Uh, back with the McDonald's play places that I don't think it's it like on anymore. commercials and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, and so um, I love a lot of that early like uh, Michelle Branch. Um, she has like the that very early two thousands um pop rock sound that mm-hmm. um is definitely coming back in style. If you listen to the um the most recent uh Pale Waves album, um, yeah, yeah, it's super of that era Mm -hmm. uh, and i love it um and and everything's coming back around for 90s early 2000s right now in a weird weird way
1: yeah it's gonna i have a feeling we're gonna hear a lot more break beats in songs soon i I like it i'm here for it i just think that's what's gonna happen
2: yeah probably
0: yeah that's like a huge thing right now like it's just like the whole early 2000s uh late 90s vibe i'm saying it's
2: upsetting to me because that's always like what I've liked doing, and like I'm not big enough to make a, 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 yeah. a living off of doing that. I guess Um at the it's gonna peak like pretty much now within the next like year or two, yeah, and then go away. And I would have missed it probably. Uh, mistake
0: in the world, I think that that era of music is almost as bad as like the 2005 to 2010. Like top 40 radio,
2: <laughs>
0: like, I I like I I still dig a lot of the vibes. Like I just did a song that I sent out uh, for pitch. That's like very much like a late 90s like alt rock meets pop kind of thing. You know, like like mm-hmm. I love I love like the cheesiness of a lot of that music. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, like- there is there is a little bit of cheese. Yeah, it. It, it definitely it's depends. Awesome. The same thing with 80s music. I think I hate I like so I I I'm really not into the whole. Uh, Vaporwave sort of like 80s revival sort of stuff Just because It's a weird regurgitated like uh, Romanticized Version of the 80s when if you Actually like you said you grew up Listening to 80s music so did I I mean I grew Up listening to like Zeppelin and the Beatles like I know every Beatles song mm -hmm. And like um, A a lot of classic rock Queen uh, Obviously another influence for My vocal stuff um, Doing Queen Um, but you know, those, a lot of those were eighties records and yes, I guess you could say they were, um, just eighties rock, but rock kind of was still the pop of that time. So this whole weird, like, you know, with the Lynn drums with gated reverb and everything, it's
1: pretty much just Genesis and tears for fears.
2: Yeah. And like, it's it's like two or three bands
0: out
1: of eighties pop
0: music.
2: Yeah. It's like. Even then, like Tears for
0: Fears didn't sound like how like the midnight sound. No.
2: <laughs> no. But yeah, it's just you know, if somebody had that as their thing, that's cool. But the fact that everyone was doing it for the past probably like five, six years now. And I love I still see posts where it's just like, I can't believe eighties is back. It's less so now because now that mm-hmm. like nineties is super forward, you know, like it's very clearly we are in the next whatever loop. Yeah,
1: we're 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 deep into nineties grunge yeah. right now.
2: Yeah, Um, but for a long time, people were just like, oh, you were finally hitting 80s. I'm like, it's been the 80s for the past five years. I don't know what you're listening to, but everything has the same sort of like... Dude, I'm
0: convinced that the 1975 just like sets the tone for all that because like they made I Like It When You Sleep and then they dipped out and they were like... It was like that and Starboy
1: happened at the same time and I feel like that was like 80s is here.
0: yeah. yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, we're doing 80s. And then like... Then, like, they released their last record, which is all just like '90s pop songs. And yeah, like, yeah. Dude,
2: I, yeah I mean, with um, the 1975, like, um, I like it when you sleep. I th- that's probably my favorite record from them. Um, but it is it's a very it's good not record. '80s in the in the sense that like, haha, this sounds like an '80s album. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, where if you listen to like, uh, The Weeknd's newest album, Dawn FM or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it is very clearly like. Ha, uh, we're doing 80s um it does it doesn't like
1: it, it sounds like a michael jackson record it like almost yeah. one-to-one
2: yeah and it's just i don't i don't want to say that it's like disingenuous because it's not that it's that i mean um but it's just it felt kind of forced but if you mm-hmm. listen to like say um the 1975 stuff obviously yeah of course there's those um uh, Uh, not references um influences Mm -hmm. um on there like if you listen to uh love me and then you listen to fame uh by uh, i think david bowie um they're like the same song yeah
0: uh they did a really good job with that record because like i believe they were just like yeah we want to make a record of like what we imagined we would be making music if it was the 1980s and we lived in los angeles you know And that's like,
1: literally what I mean. That's what they. I think that's kind of what they've always
0: done. Yeah, is just, like, what if we were in this time period? Yeah, like this last record, like, there was a lot more like garage influences and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we just wanted it to sound like the radio when our parents were driving us around when we were kids. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that that kind of thing is like super super interesting. I, I really don't like the whole overdone. Like you know, we're going to double down on all these things, and then it doesn't even really sound like that era. You know, it just sounds like we're trying you know Yeah,
2: that's that's so I I loved um 24 Karat Magic. I I love Bruno.
1: Oh, that, I love that record. That
2: record is so good. And it it definitely has its like 80s influences, it's 90s influences. A little bit
1: of 70s here and there too. Yeah. yeah little, some a, disco. Yeah, a
2: little bit. Um and uh, not as much as like Silk Sonic obviously. No, um, which Silk, Silk
1: Sonic is literally a ported 70s record.
2: Yeah, and again, it's in good. a really great way. Yeah, it's good. Um, I I really liked the Silk Sonic record, but it did feel again kind of like we are trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bruno and, uh, and Anderson, yeah, Anderson Pack, Pack. I don't know how to actually Anderson Pack. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Um, they both fit that vibe pretty naturally. That's pretty
1: way. much what Anderson Pack sound is.
2: Exactly is yeah. like
1: that, but also make it hip hop.
2: Yeah. Um and th- I feel like they did touch on that especially like you listen to uh smoking out the window and it's very clearly a 70s song musically but mm-hmm. lyrically it is very I mean, you got your kids running around my, running around my place like it's Chuck E. Cheese yeah is one of the <laughs> lyrics of that song um but yeah those um with like 24 karat magic or the 1975 stuff it still sounds like they are doing themselves um you can have your influences in your music that's totally fine and that's how you can create a, what makes things unique is usually a stupid mishmash of a bunch of different influences mm-hmm. like n- nothing's original at this point you really can't uh it, the the original part is the combination of these things and then a little
1: bit good. of like the way you interpret all of those
2: exactly things. and that you can't help that either mm-hmm. like you know that's like, it's like with, st- uh, that's
0: that's like with- you know, there, there's a lot of bands who are, like, trying to, like, do their thing to, like, tip their hat at Kurt, and so mm-hmm. uh, I was going through, like, one of, like, the new grunge playlists and uh a lot of these bands, it's just very obvious. They're, like, yeah, we're t- really trying to be Nirvana, and the yeah. only band that, like, does it and, like, because they sound that way is Super Heaven, and then even after they broke up and then Bro Made Webbed Wing, like, it just sounds like 90s songs. Like, it sounds like his mm-hmm. favorite music is just from the 90s and, mm-hmm. like, perfect, you know? Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of people who do it where, like, it just sounds, like, painfully forced.
2: Yeah. Basically, you don't want it to sound like you're doing a karaoke of that era. You want it to, you know, sound like your music that has, um, again, I hate to keep saying the word influence or whatever. Well, like, shaped
1: um, you as a as an individual. Yeah. yeah
2: like i I was saying you can't help that like i can't not sound like me when i sing Mm -hmm. like as much as i would like to for certain things like i love um i love jazz i love a lot of r&b and r&b stuff and my voice is just not suited for Mm -hmm. that i've got a a more uh raspy higher voice um that just doesn't lend itself to a lot of genres and you know you have to come to terms with it, <laughs> it's just. But like, it
1: works well for the things that you do, mm. which which is, namely like early two thousands, late nineties pop yeah. music and pop rock then, sort of stuff, and then, yeah. And then like modern pop punk, mm-hmm. which is all high voiced people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Except for uh, Mark Hoppus.
1: Well, yeah, obviously <laughs> the one but baritone. Yeah, exactly the one. Mm-hmm. Um. So. With that in mind, let's slide over to you started doing these uh cover songs. How in the world did you get connected with Jared?
2: Okay. <laughs> um so I've been a a huge um fan of Jared's for since I was in, like in high school, I think.
1: Same. Uh, uh <laughs> as as people who like come from the scene and love comedy. Yeah. I feel like most people that like those two things really mm-hmm. like Jared Alonso.
2: Yeah. I I I've always Uh, I really liked comedy music um, and I definitely find that easier for me. um, Mm -hmm. And that just might be because I, I don't know. I I have a jokey personality. Um, So I guess that sort of like songwriting style that comes more natural to naturally to me uh, Mm -hmm. versus I guess, traditional songwriting. Um, Not that I write any of the um, sunrise skater kid stuff though. um, Like he's not opposed to that. It's just that it's primarily his um, project, but in the future, um, there could be times where I just completely take over, and yeah. he's you know focusing because he has, uh, like four fake bands. <laughs> yeah, he's um, got
1: the deathcore one. He's got yeah. the Canadian softball one that's yeah. like a what Midwest emo Mid- ripoff. Yep. Yeah, uh, and then he's got another one.
2: Yeah, and then there's like um Crazy Eighty Eight, which is his quote unquote serious band with Lauren Babick and yeah, Walters. which
1: freaking that band rules
2: yeah lauren's insane lauren's Um, crazy i'm i get to sing with her soon Um, oh that's that's so cool (laughs) it's gonna be cool Uh, i can't say what it is but um yeah so the way i got uh hooked up with that though like talking to jared and stuff Mm -hmm. so it's funny i um he had a contest years ago um back when i was still living in jersey and it was just like a, a cover contest you could win the stupid meme guitar that was like covered in a bunch of stickers or something. It was Mm -hmm. like garbage. It was like a a guitar. You'd probably win at like six flags. Mm -hmm. If you, if you like uh, popped all the balloons with a water gun or something. Um, But uh, you would win that. And um, I did a cover and I came in third. Um, And the, the one that won was like a shit post. <laughs> which is, it's yeah yeah which obviously that's gonna yeah win. it's it's fine like yeah. I I generally like yeah it's funny I get it's it it's on
1: brand I get it
2: <laughs> yeah um it was I think from what I remember it it was like hyperpop before way before hyperpop was a thing um <laughs> that's funny. so yeah it was like kind of like hundred gex uh, covers uh of a Jared Alonji song um <laughs> but they uh. A few years later, um, the the old singer of Sunrise Skater Kids um, disappeared off the face of the planet. No one knows where he is. Jared so doesn't know where he is. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say I didn't know whoever sang those songs. Yeah, because I think in my mind it was always uh Jared. What does not Jared? I knew it wasn't Jared. Oh.
0: Um, I thought it was Jared.
1: I knew it wasn't Jared. A lot of people so do. I knew it wasn't Jared because my um is my stuff glitching to you? A
2: little bit. That's you're, weird. You're lagging a little bit, but
1: oh, Okay. Oh, I think it's fixed. Anyway, uh a buddy of mine was in one of his music videos for that song The Swimmer, where he was making fun of Memphis Mayfire. <laughs> yeah. So the band oh, so that you
2: thought the band um, that he Mike?
1: got was a friend of mine's band from Nashville. Oh,
2: uh, okay yeah cuz he was uh, in Chattanooga.
1: Yeah, so he uh yeah, he so he got a band from Nashville uh, and my friend was a guitar player in that band. So oh, really? he's in that he's in that music video and he's like, "Yeah, it's definitely not Jared singing."
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's Mike. Um Mike yeah. is also the um vocalist for so he has an actual band called Boys of Fall. Um Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, um you know, they're great. Um, yeah, and then he also um yeah, he does the Amidst the Graves Demons. Uh, is the name of the <laughs> yeah, comedy that's the other, that's yeah the like one. it's basically yeah. it's like a day to remember sort of yeah it's like you know um <clears throat> but yeah amidst the graves demons um is is the one that uh mike would always sing on and he sings in screams he's like the most insane his tone for screaming is so mm-hmm. good um but what i didn't know is that on all the sunrise skater kid stuff where there was screaming that was mike would just oh i didn't know that i yeah. just
1: assumed it was like uh um, homie from um uh ohio that mixed everything oh johnny yeah i just assumed it was johnny oh god johnny's so good um
2: I know. uh I, i'm actually upset because i really wanted him to like mix my stuff but he doesn't mix anymore oh and yeah he's just,
1: just doing he's just doing his uh what's his bill murray stuff yeah
2: yeah so good um j- uh josh do you listen to bill murray Uh, i've
0: heard songs here and there like all my friends really like bill murray i feel like the most recent
2: one is is like a weird mixture of sort of um i don't want to say metal because it's like his stuff isn't really metal but it's like it's very hyper pop influenced Mm -hmm. in certain sections
1: you would like Um, it a lot
2: yeah one of the songs uh has a like deep fried taco bell gong that just like boom, like just like distorted and like pumps the compressor like all the way down it's on the master super bus. Cool. It's so funny. Um what? He a, um wait, what was
0: that?
2: Was that sample? Was that a snare? No, it's the Taco
0: Bell gun. It's just, Like oh, literally it's the snare. Taco Bell. Yeah, oh. And like I kind of want to do that. I have a DX7, so I'll have to find the <laughs>
2: yeah no um he does a lot of uh funny sampling sometimes um but yeah uh johnny um used to mix and do the instrumentals for a lot of the old stuff Mm -hmm. um now so the 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 guy that
1: was singing like fell off the face of the earth
2: yeah um so uh his name was varick um no one knows where he went like jared doesn't know his friends don't know crazy varic's friends don't know um yeah he just kind of like didn't return any calls wouldn't pick up his phone i hope he's okay yeah
0: jeez (laughs) i
2: don't don't know what happened to him
0: yeah it's not that he he disappeared it's that he's missing (laughs) yeah
2: yeah i get when the world needed him vote most he vanished yeah um (laughs) (laughs)
0: he's <laughs> okay yeah I mean, well
2: that was yeah that was years ago i i think he's okay i feel like you would have heard something by now yeah probably um i think i don't maybe he just got like tired of doing the comedy thing i don't know uh he had a a band um but they broke up but they had a whole joke at the end of um the like uh standalone sunrise skater kids album um where He's like singing and uh, pretending to talk to the engineer. And he's just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this isn't I'm not even Jared. My name is Varick. I'm in a band called Insomniac. Um, but so a lot of people did think that was Jared for a long time doing vocals for everything. He does all the vocals for Canadian softball, though, the Midwest uh, emo. One.
1: Yeah, I assumed that one.
2: Yeah, which is hilarious. I recently yeah. um, I helped him work on his cover of Christmas Shoes. I don't know if you've heard that. Oh i haven't heard it but i want to hear it so bad it's so funny um there's that and the uh you did a collaboration with this clothing brand where it was um you might have seen the meme picture before but it's this hat with a i forget if it's really tall or just a really long brim i think it's a really long brim that's completely embroidered it's all embroidered and it's Mm -hmm. a about this basically about a dude fishing so if you just look up canadian softball yeah, Yeah, yet i fish yeah so good um so those are recent things um but yeah now um him and i are doing the music like production of sunrise skater kids together um mostly him just because i don't really do easy core stuff like that's just not my um forte um, he knows how to crank like easy core riffs out and everything. Yeah, I was gonna um, say he's
1: actually a really good guitar player.
2: Yeah, he's, he's like pretty for solid. Real. And what's funny is on all of the stuff, it's all fake. It's all fake. Uh, it's the Odin. Um, we used, really, yeah. Uh, we I I played so on every album there's a, a medley, um, and so I won't say what the medley is, um, but I produced the medley on this one because it is um more pop oriented. And um, so, like, there's a, a lot of songs um, that, yeah, they're just kind of out of his own. So we kind of have different strengths now. Um, Varric, you know, um, didn't produce or anything. He didn't track himself, um, stuff like that. So this actually did work out. Oh, I shouldn't yeah, so anyway, uh <laughs> Jared held a contest uh the, but being like, "Hey, the singer left, we need a new singer, I'm being serious, uh, so you had to cover a song, and uh I won, I guess, um so then,
1: yeah, you did first world tragedy, yeah, right? the, you yeah. had to
2: do first world tragedy, um, yeah, but uh he said one of the things that uh won him over was the um overlapping vocals of all of the basically every sunrise skater kid song um i i did like a tribute to each one kind of at the very end as a, a medley little thing very um taking that's back very, that's very on brand Up boy yeah yeah um sort of thing like think of a, if you know what a catch donny uh
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah how it does like the one line from each chorus of all their hits at the very end i basically did that with sunrise skater kid songs and he's just like it may or may not have put me over the edge uh <laughs> for consideration or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so now that I can track myself, I edit myself, I now um i am gonna be editing like his vocals um and stuff like that. Um and other um his his labels called Bochetto Media. Um yeah, and... I saw he changed
1: his youtube he's he's shifted his entire like brand over to the yeah, like He's stuff. like
2: a legit like label, like indie label now. Mm-hmm. Um he has like I think eight eight bands or so and bill murray being one of them signed to it
0: i i didn't know that he's still going i thought that i thought that he was still just doing the music stuff. he took a really long break
2: yeah so between since right now we're still working on the sunrise scatter kids album uh the last album was five years ago so it's been a hot minute um mm-hmm. he kind of went quiet for a bit one because his veric vanished uh and so he couldn't do anything regarding that. And he wasn't really sure what he was going to do. He did um, do,
1: he did do in 2020, he did do a, like a deathcore record with, um,
2: oh, oh the, sh- uh, the Corona, Corona Viscerate or whatever. Yeah, Corona Viscerate, the- <laughs> for, uh,
1: Vermicide <laughs> Violence. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I couldn't remember. He has Vermicide Violence. He has Chewed Up. Um, yeah. 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 But it was,
1: uh, it was him and, um, I forget his name. Oh, shoot. The the dude, that the really gentile dude, that like a heavier set guy, heavier set dude. Um, I can't think of his name. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't remember his YouTube name. I, I hate this so much.
2: Um, He's but yeah, really whole, good. It's a whole, uh, I forget if it was an EP or full album. I think it was a full album. That was all just about medical stuff. <laughs> um, like scientifically, completely medically accurate lyrics about like... <laughs> One but of them was car- about, I think, diarrhea. I'm not gonna. Yep, lie. Th- yeah, it was. Everything
1: yeah. was about like a different sickness. <laughs> Josh, are you looking this up? <laughs> All right. It's okay. incredible.
0: Know the facts. Know the disease. What um, but... up?
2: It's Dude, so good.
1: It's really funny. It's actually hilarious.
2: <laughs> the the Canadian softball album is one of the best albums I've ever heard. I'm not gonna lie. like just in general. Like it's like. <laughs> and oh my god the the song with hotel books on it i don't know if you're familiar with <laughs> i haven't listened books. to that one now oh holy crap uh everybody listening look up cut the cord by canadian softball um i will link and i and i love um that even in the lyrics in the description um it doesn't have all the lyrics um and you'll you'll find out why by the end um that is one of the most incredible songs i've ever heard <laughs> it's just it's insane and you'll get why once you yeah um but i mean that's just a solid overall album like in general um
1: yeah so like what's what's it kind of like like what's the relationship there as far as like working relationship
2: Mm -hmm. um so uh we have Creative differences. No, <laughs> um, I mean um, we have different tastes. Is really well, yeah, right for sure. Is, but it, it's a good thing um, mm-hmm. because again, we we have different strengths. And um, he's like said to me that like it's it's nice that like I kind of like fill in the gaps mm-hmm. for where um, and vice versa for me. Like I said, I don't really do like easy core sort of stuff, and he knows how to do that. So whenever we need to do that sort of um, style or whatever um we were able to kind of swap out for each other mm-hmm. um but it's really it's you know pretty straightforward um and because uh he like trusts me in my skills as like a producer engineer um it's way less hands-on than he had to be before um so i can, he'll just be like hey here's like a demo can we like produce this up or like um here's like a scratch vocal in the lyrics or whatever um you know and then ask me to do a, a demo vocal and I don't need to be on like a Skype call with him or something. Yeah. You um, Skype. What, what am I like? 85. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, whatever. I don't have to be on a call with him to where he's like coaching me. Um, of course, there'll be like revisions or whatever. Obviously. Just to get um, the basic ideas down. You know, it's it's cool that he's able to just go off and do, um, you know, he handles like all the merch stuff for every band on the label. Uh, like, um,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, he's like a full on businessman now.
2: Oh, he, he, his life is like, if it's not in his Google calendar, like it doesn't happen. Like it's just, he is so like on a rail, like super, super, uh, I don't even want to say organized. It's just like, he works super hard. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, everything is, pretty planned. Um and I respect it. Yeah. And I can't do it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean that's crazy, dude. I mean to to do the label side on top of all mm-hmm. of the other stuff is, Yeah, and like, then like developing
2: wild. and like this hasn't officially been announced, but it's not really a surprise. So it doesn't really matter, but like my Fox Chase stuff I'll be signing to Boqueto. Um Yeah, that makes so, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like it's not really like Yeah. a, a big announcement or anything, but um you know and you've seen uh some of the merch uh he sent me a quote unquote, uh (laughs) bro uh, the uh prototype merch quote unquote bro um, i'd buy it (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna sell it yeah that that will be good that'll be on there uh for um people listening i don't know if you you can upload a picture of it or anything yeah Um, i
1: will throw a picture on screen right now
2: okay Okay, I don't want and it.
1: now it's gone.
2: <laughs> yeah, if anybody's listening, it's um very stock, like um, cl- not even clip art. Yeah, they're just stock photos. Uh, there's it's just a so man funny. running, like like arms and legs just sprawled out, just running uh to the side, uh, running after a fox. He's like, "I will catch you." It's all in comic sans in different colors. Uh, <laughs> I will catch you, and then the fox says, "No," and then in uh like I think it's bright green comic Sans in quotes um and it's not even center aligned it's aligned to the left uh, and again this is on a shirt um and it says like the music is very good and then it has fox the the name fox chase i think in three different um microsoft like word arts the, like default like one is like grass made of like lawn the other one is the the default like uh orange red or uh orange yellow gradient um yeah it's the most like graphic design is my passion tm uh sort of Oh, design but that will be so that good. Will be on there um but, but anyway yeah he'll be like he helps with like merch designs and stuff i actually he he has a um because i do um uh visual art uh he has a crazy 88 shirt that's um it's based on avatar it has uh oh, that's Aang, really cool katara and Sokka. but i redrew them as uh uh what's it called oh did yeah lose Josh? i I, th- I
1: think his his internet was acting funky earlier oops
2: okay it's all good um but it was um redrawn as lauren uh jared and patty um you know and it, it has like yeah. an avatar font and everything but that's super uh, cool yeah so like i can do like merch designs for him he's um he, he's open for me doing bill murray stuff Uh, merch designs and so
1: that opened up like a ton of opportunities for you I didn't even realize how much opportunity like that one tryout opened up for you
2: yeah and like I took it seriously when I did um audition yeah for sure like I didn't really think about what would happen if I actually won (laughs) yeah um but like I no matter what I was like yeah this is gonna be fun I didn't really think about like oh you know this will help um you know people see m- my stuff more um i didn't think about that at all uh, yeah
1: i mean yeah that's <laughs> true i mean i thought about it when you got it when you told me that you won
2: yeah well you're uh, probably way more business mind. no you're definitely way more business well I yeah
1: i mean yeah that's kind of my whole thing is i i'm like t- thirty thousand feet of like you know this connection leads to this connection it's like that charlie day meme you know it's like <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Um, but yeah i i don't i think of those kind of things i don't expect you to think of those kind of things you're like oh this is cool it's a meme <laughs> yeah, is, let's yeah. do it
2: i like <laughs> that, funny music that's how and that's
1: how shama is too Mm-hmm. i get it like you, you and shama are very much in that like super hyper creative space and yeah. i'm the one i have to be the one that thinks like all right so if we do this we got to plan for this and this and this this and this this and, this, and, this, and yeah. this so
2: and that's that's the other thing that's kind of nice but also annoying about working with jared is that if i have ideas where i'm like oh this would be really funny and if, even if it is funny or like a fun idea he'll be like yeah but like that won't help us or like help, or yeah. me, just like just like not even that it's helping him like uh like fox j stuff if i say like oh what if i covered this song it's just like why would people care about that specific song yeah. or something you know what i mean like if it's not um the, again i don't want to say um what it is but there are no, covers there are covers um planned for sunrise skater kids and when deciding uh the songs uh there were some songs where i'm like these songs are bangers and we have to do them and people do know them but they're not like the most well-known and mm-hmm. so he has to kind of talk me down and be like listen you know if we're gonna you have because if people don't know you have to pay to do covers and yeah
1: them. yeah yeah you have um, to pay per uh like i think it's like a, a yearly fee it's per. ten
2: dollars per song so if yeah. you have a bunch of cover eps that's a few hundred bucks um you know every year um yeah so they're in order for you to like not even just break even um you you have to make sure that there's songs that people are going to you know stream on repeat and stuff like that so that
1: you can make sure that you not only break even but can at least profit off of yeah and at least a little bit
2: yeah yeah of course um and It's, you know, people don't want to think about that part of music and that part does kind of kill the vibe a little bit when you have to be like, oh, but it would be fun. And then, (laughs) you know, come back down to reality. It's not that it's all about money. It's just like, yeah, but you're also going to be losing money just by having these up. Yeah. And I mean,
1: you got to think of the sense of like. One, that's how. okay so just for instance, that's like the probably a similar thought process that went into that, like medical vermicide violence like death court Mm -hmm. album that we were talking about and like every single one of those are like rip (laughs) so like as a full record for something for a comedy record to rip in full is (laughs) super rare and for you for like him as an individual to have multiples of those that are incredible Mm -hmm. is like super super it's an it's a testament to him as a as a guy thinking on like the grand scheme of things Mm -hmm. so i i I find that really really cool
2: personally i mean and he's said to me he's like uh that was probably the most niche thing i've ever done uh is that you know medical death record it's super
1: niche but it's hilarious
2: yeah but then then again it also doesn't have that the biggest ROI, you know?
1: Yeah, Um, obviously.
2: Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hit or miss or whatever. Same thing with the, um, the Christmas shoes thing. It's just like, it's a Christmas song, so it's not going to get streamed a whole bunch. And also it's like not a super popular Christmas song. The people that know the song hate it. No one likes that song. (laughs) Unless you're like a a middle-aged mother that posts minion memes on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I I don't think anybody actually likes Christmas shoes. Um <laughs> but you know it's it it's one of those things like it has to be done. You have this idea and you're yeah. like this has to be done. That's
1: that's one of those that if you don't do it it's going to itch at you forever.
2: Like uh I don't care if I spoil this cuz it's just for like TikTok or whatever. Um I did this um cover of Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne uh but it was based on this text post um that somebody made where all the lyrics were changed to like instead of just being about like this guy and this girl and their like high school relationship, um the Lovecraftian god Cthulhu gets involved.
1: Oh my gosh, that's and so good. It's
2: amazing. And I and so I called it Cthulhu Boy, but it's spelled like K2. L H U, because you know it's like S K eight yeah boy oh my so, Gosh, yeah. dude, that's so um, good. I'll send it to you. It's that's it's fun. So good. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh it's like he was a boy, she was a girl, I am a sentient octopus. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. <laughs> that's um, so good. Yeah, so that'll be just be like a TikTok thing. Um, but I always find as far as like content, I, I've always been really bad at the whole quote unquote content creator sort of like just having to constantly come up with um things that are uh interesting to people and at the rate that you know the algorithm you know yeah i Um, i have
1: a hard time with it too personally i have a list of and i mean i do a lot and i Mm -hmm. have a hard time keeping up with the minimal amount that i do um do you do all I, the
2: social stuff for Shama or does he kind of.
1: He does all of. So. So for Shama specifically. Yeah. It is him and PD that do all of like the. um, that do all the reels. Anything with music involved. I do. Gotcha. Well, um, I was saying
2: like even just like. Even just Shama's personal presence on social media is strong. Like he has oh, a decent following. Yeah. Um, just as him on his own. I will um, say,
1: I, I talked to, I think I said this to Lee, but Shama did a thing in 2020 where he was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to make a reel every tw- twice a week. I'm going to post a reel for a year. <sighs> and he essentially quadrupled his followership he went from like 20k to 100k
2: i get it but i it's just me i can't think of enough things to but but that's why he has bro he he doesn't
1: write anything by himself that's the other thing is that's fair i ideas come to like all of us and we pitch him we're we're in a constant state of pitching ideas to each other Mm -hmm. like we have a notes thing a big thing in notes uh for like different reels ideas or, oh, this is pretty funny. Um, and then sometimes he'll take clips from – one thing that helped is we had a ton of YouTube videos, so yeah. he clipped out YouTube uh, some of our older YouTube videos and used those as reels.
2: Mm. Yeah, a lot of people are doing that because obviously like uh, – Reusable content, around. maybe. Yeah, well, TikTok has been around, but it's definitely – um you know it's become the the peak the pinnacle Mm -hmm. social media at the moment obviously that's not gonna last um no it won't it'll it'll die off i mean probably not soon but no i I don't think it's gonna even die off soon but everything gets replaced you know yeah Um, facebook's
1: like dead pretty much i don't know how
2: facebook is still live and i'm the i'm on it every day and (laughs) i don't know why. yeah
1: i don't i think it's just because music people
2: maybe i think i mean well the reason I have is I get all my work through Facebook pretty much. That's just like, I mean, yeah. So that's, that's
1: interesting. So same, I kind of do the same thing. It's like Instagram DMS and messenger. I Um, don't
2: touch Instagram and almost like, I mean, it's, I don't even get a lot or any work like requests through Instagram other than like collab bro. Um,
1: Oh, so yeah, I do more. I think it may just be like, because of the kind of work that I do. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little more like public facing.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you're not like, like you're not like a, a solo singer or something like that.
1: You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's like I'm producing stuff. It's easy for me to just like produce a beat, yeah, po- and make a video of it and post it, and yeah. like get requests off of that. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, oh, that song's dope. I'd like to work with you, or like, or even just like the start of a conversation mm-hmm. generally will happen through that and will lead to something later down the road yeah uh but that's interesting that you get most of your work through like it's probably mostly like referrals and facebook messenger
2: yeah no it's um pretty much been all word of mouth um i've never had a portfolio i've never had a website i was gonna say i
1: don't even think you have a website because god no
2: i've tried like i I, like i didn't even finish setting up like the domain or anything like that like (laughs) Like, I, cause like I, you want to plan the site first, you know, before you just go and get a yeah. domain name or whatever. Um, but so I got to the point where I was kind of have like this, uh, existential crisis. Um, it's not nearly that, um, serious, but, uh, to the point where I was just like, I don't know what I want to do as a job. Like in my career, is yeah. just like, am I, I know I, I don't want to record people anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I want to produce for people? I'm like, well, sometimes I like doing that, but not enough to where I can do it as a job and not be miserable. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say obviously. Um, but there have been projects, um, that I've had to produce and, you know, I, I pretty much never back out of a project. Um, because you know, if somebody, if I tell somebody I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, I've stopped working for people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if there's an issue or like if I'm just like' eh, I don't think this is i'm bef- A Good I, fit I o- what I always say is I don't think I'm the right fit, mm-hmm. but I'm the issue um and, and not that it's even like somebody's fault, you know, some people just don't work together yeah. or whatever um but i couldn't i couldn't produce um songs for artists where I was happy with it hundred percent of the time or if like very clearly we have different directions stuff yeah. like that um so yeah um so i was like i don't know if i can really do production as a, a thing i'm like do i want to do session vocals and like there have been times where i work on really cool songs and i'm like yeah this is awesome i i was happy to be a part of this um i felt like the majority of the time was being hired and my rates were really low at the time too mm-hmm. um was being hired for songs that i was less than thrilled to be a part of Um, yeah there have been times where i had to um turn down work just due to uh things that were being sung about Uh, i gotcha yeah so i was just like i can't do this um but so i had this thing where i'm like i don't know what i what i'm gonna do um but what i've always liked was vocal editing um because it's not creative Uh, really i have my taste my preferences Mm -hmm. for how i like things to sound but for the most part it's very methodical and Mm -hmm. like you know i don't have to think too much um yeah i can just go and a lot of people don't like it because it's a boring process and like (laughs) yeah i get that um for me it's like it's like solving a puzzle um yeah to me where it's like oh I hear this is sounds weird, and then if I put it in the right place and like make it, you know, nudge the note or something. Yeah,
1: slide it up or down slightly, yep. or back and forth. Slightly. It's just like, yeah.
2: oh, that sounds so much better. And then you get like layers that lock in with it too, and it's just like, oh, like you know, it sounds awesome now. It is and very it, satisfying. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> there is a payoff of like, oh, it's so transformative. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is at such a massive difference. There are artists where I know they don't edit their vocals, um, which is fine. That's a choice. Uh, oh, I told you I was going to go on a, a mini rant And I'll just do that really quick Yeah let's go uh, for it dude People that complain about tuning vocals And they're like You know back in my day They didn't need vocal editing Like the Beatles did vocal editing The Beatles would uh, speed up and slow down tape To change pitch um, They there were um, tons of 80s bands that would use the uh, Eventide uh, Harmonizer to uh, change pitch in vocal tune. It was just way harder. Yeah. They would just like have to slice it up and um, do it bit by bit. Um, and like so it's not even it's just a way to get the song to a finished place that like sounds good i don't want to hear a song out of tune i don't know about mm-hmm. you yeah um, I, I don't think it adds to the emotional quality of it or anything like sure like you don't want everything to be 100 percent quantized maybe but th- just the act of tuning is not a bad thing yeah and it just i i've had to learn how to uh not engage on social media and stuff, oh yeah, Whenever with those kind of
1: conversations, yeah. That,
2: like, I mean, I get constantly that people would say like, oh, like when I became the vocalist for Summer Skater Kids, they're like, oh, so much auto tune. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like I, I just, I, I don't care enough. Um, yeah, because like to me, like I love tune, like the sound of tuned vocals. Um, you know, it's n- n- sure there's some parts where um, maybe I tune a little harder. Than some people might on certain styles or something. I just yeah. like the polish. Um, but for a lot of stuff, I it sounds natural. Like for I would say ninety-nine percent of the stuff I do for people, like I try and make, you know, pretty natural sounding. It's not distracting, is the mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Or and if it is, that's a stylistic choice. Like you want it yeah. to sound like hard tuned. Um But anyway, people, yeah, that's my thing, is that a lot of people don't realize that in those, the golden era or whatever you want to call it, um, of recording, yeah, uh, there was vocal editing and there yeah, was a ton of it, yeah, it, it was just
1: so hard,
2: yeah, it, and it's, it, it was
1: way less known too,
2: yeah. I feel like, in, and maybe back then it was more of a like, we don't want to let people know, like a taboo
1: thing, yeah, yeah.
2: and which then carried over to like when Cher first used the like antari's brand auto-tune on believe and like um and it was like that really hard mm-hmm. hard tune thing it's just like clearly we know Cher can fucking sing like yeah it's not it's not like as soon as she uses it it's just like the talent's gone it's gone yeah <laughs> it sucked it out it's in the computer now <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it, it's it's so absurd um And there were, you know, old recordings of like my stuff, like my pitch is not perfect at all. And I, whenever I do my vocal tracking, um, I don't really care about my pitch at all. Uh, yeah, you're going for, you're going
1: for emotion.
2: Yeah. It's like the tone, like I Mm -hmm. pay way more attention to, uh, vowel sounds Mm -hmm. and like, you know, stuff like that. Um, or like is stupid as it may sound, um, or analytical, like the length of an S Stuff like that. No,
1: that that definitely matters. Um, or like, uh, where your breath is being placed in spots, or like,
2: definitely. I'm way less. I'm. I turns out I'm way more lenient on breaths than a lot of people. I, apparently, a lot of people like edit breaths. I don't think I've really ever edited breaths. I, I know mean, a lot of I people that turn line, them down. Yeah, a lot of uh, when I vocalize, um, you know, those breaths get aligned anyway. Um, mm-hmm. so it's fine. Um, sometimes I. I like, on big vocal stacks, yeah, I'll fade out the breath for all the backgrounds, but as far as, like, a lead vocal, um, yeah, I want it to sound like a human being that's breathing. Yeah. Um, there are know, some, some...
1: I've heard some songs where they've just edited every breath out completely, and it feels so suffocating.
2: It's so weird. And it happens... And I get it. It happens a lot in hip-hop um, mm-hmm. for, like, really fast verses, and yeah. where they like clearly they're you needed to take a breath somewhere (laughs) there yeah and you you see um some people can uh you know go really long like they can get a really long string of uh words out before having to take another breath um but in the studio there's nothing wrong to me with punching in and yeah you know having like there are tons of times where if people saw, and not that I, I I hide it or anything, it's just that, you know, people aren't seeing my sessions normally, mm-hmm. uh, but if people saw how comped my vocals are uh, in terms of, like, I don't do the traditional, like, sing through a whole part, and then uh, I have, like, eight takes, and then I piece them together. Mm-hmm. I will just keep singing th- the line until I get it right, or, like, if I got half the line, mm-hmm. then I will punch in and just do the second half. Um but I don't do alternate takes and then comp. I just keep like destructively recording over <laughs> until
1: until it's right.
2: Yeah. Um and again it's it's focusing on uh delivery way more than than pitch because that's yeah. super That's, that's the that's, that's
1: the important part.
2: Yeah. I mean the like emotion
1: the, and the feeling behind the words is yeah the absolutely. part that people connect with more so than the pitch.
2: Yeah, there's uh for like the Dear Maria thing. Um when the on the initial TikTok If you listen to the audio versus the – I fully remixed the entire song when I put out the full version Mm -hmm. um, later on. Um, But if you listen, uh, there's a word in the first verse, and I can't remember what word, that if uh, you listen to the short version, it's a different take than the final one because it was bothering me so much that like (laughs) – I hit, I said it, a word in a very weird way to me that most people did not notice. I guarantee that almost no one noticed it, but I hear that it was like a weird inflection. And mm. so I went in and re-recorded just that single word and put it in. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's that kind of... You don't need that kind of perfectionism, but it's just unfortunately how my brain works, which then yeah. causes things. Um, things come out cool. You know, I'm usually happy with um you know regardless of the mix and master and stuff like that arrangement wise i'm almost always happy yeah yeah like i'm i end up being like pretty proud of what i end up doing as far as the actual arrangement of things no Um, for sure
1: i would have to agree like i enjoy i share your stuff to people all the time just like the different like cartoon animated like theme song things and yeah dude i'm always shooting your stuff around to people (laughs) um so as we're Landing the plane because Josh's in the snow took Josh's internet out completely. Uh, um, yeah, sad. Um, as we're landing the plane, yeah, uh, what are some stuff that you can talk about for yeah. the year?
2: For the year, oh man,
1: that you have all planned? the
2: cool stuff at can't, <laughs> yeah, I know. NDAs. But, uh, um, there,
1: uh, this episode will air in either. Early February or early March.
2: Yeah, the, so there's something really cool happening in summer. Um, okay, cool. Uh, that I can't say, um, but I can vaguely say. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, doing something very cool for a uh, a television network. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so that that will be very fun. Um, uh-huh. And uh, actually, I have a, a few things that are going to be on like shows. Um, That's really cool. cool. One. The the main thing I just said uh, is like a big thing. The other thing is just like I sang in like background harmony parts on something. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely the um Sunrise Skater Kids album is coming out this year. When I don't know, I, I don't know. It's not. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> you'll you'll see it on the internet when it gets yeah. announced.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. That uh, I really really and I know I say this to myself every year, but I really want to actually start doing fox chase stuff that you know i do tons of covers and everything but actually put Mm -hmm. out music i have a few songs that are at least demos recorded for sure um so i definitely want to get that out and uh of course i'll have stupid merch uh like that (laughs) shirt yeah um yeah those are definitely like my two like things i really want to get done as far as like music stuff goes um yeah and like right now you know i'm still doing the whole like vocal editing thing Mm -hmm. um ideally you know i like doing it um and it's a nice like passive income or not even passive because i still have to do stuff but like it's a smaller burst of income i guess but i would Mm -hmm. like to be able to focus mostly on um like sunrise skater kids and yeah for sure stuff um because then more stuff you get out the the more you reap what you sow, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: The more you get opportunities for.
2: Yeah. Um, So yeah, those are like my, my big things I'm looking forward to um, musically. And uh, I'll, I'll just throw this out there. um, Yeah. Though. I don't know if, if I'll actually get around to it this year because I've been slowly working on it and then restarting. Uh, I was working on a plugin, um, a, a virtual instrument. Of uh myself uh singing uh for like uh pad vocals, like ooze and ahs uh, and stuff, because I always dude. track those and I hate having to track them all the time. Uh if That's they're always just so the same. Cool. Yeah. So I started it and um I've used I, I did a really old version that sounded um like it played fine, but like there was no sort of um vibro- or not vibrato um velocity. Mm-hmm. uh sensitivity yeah stuff like that um and obviously that's time consuming having to do like round robins and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah i um definitely want to eventually get around to doing that because not only will that help myself in just being able to do either really soft pad vocals or like big powerful ones for like a big chorus or something in the background just like some ah's or oohs yeah or whatever um but yeah that's another thing that hopefully i can look forward to working on this year
1: dude well yeah heck yeah that's super sick i i'm stoked for you man it sounds like you have a pretty full year like ahead of you and ready and to I'm go married
2: and... and then i'm looking yeah i house. know man looking
1: for a house <laughs> getting married all this kind of stuff dude heck yeah um no i'm so where can people find you
2: uh yeah, so I'm mainly on YouTube. Um I'm really awful at social media. Um <laughs> other than my personal, you can find me on Facebook if you want to follow me. It's just Clay Agnew. Um I do have a Fox Chase page on there that I just never use. <laughs> I'm so bad about it. <laughs> um but yeah, on YouTube I'm just Fox Chase on uh Instagram and TikTok I am at Fox Chase Clay. Um cuz people took my name and they suck. <laughs> and yeah, uh, on Instagram, I mostly like post art stuff. Um, and then TikTok, I uh, try and put out videos, but, you know.
1: Heck yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if people want <laughs> K- to stay up to date. Cthulhu,
2: Cthulhu boy, uh, yeah. follow me on TikTok. <laughs> yeah,
1: stay up to date with everything that you're doing. Yeah, give him a follow and give the YouTube. There's a bunch of fun stuff on the on his YouTube channel that's already there that's yeah, fun to watch um,
2: so uh we briefly mentioned them um but they were called uh tiny tune tuesdays were like a <laughs> weekly thing that i was doing the first ones were just like covers they're pretty bad they were in my old apartment where i had to record uh all the vocals in those were recorded in my car um shoot yeah because i yeah I sm7 into my macbook um and I, obviously you can't have the air on because it'll pick it up so yeah it's in tennis in nashville um, so it's super hot It's like 90 plus degrees in the car and I'm trying to like, I'm like screaming the high notes and praying by Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, uh, yeah, it, that was a process, but, um, the second season was all, um, I wanted to go for a theme and that those were all, um, TV shows, um, you know, early 2000s TV shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those were a lot of fun. Eventually, um, th- those are going on, um streaming services this year too um, I'll oh heck yeah remix that's exciting them and everything um because i said that they were going to and then i had to move and a bunch of other stuff well and
1: yeah. now that you have Boqueto backing
2: yeah and it's, it's gonna help a
1: lot more i
2: just have a little bit more mm-hmm. um, breathing room for myself for sure I, ha- I, I can take a little less work from outside stuff so. yeah um, dude yeah
1: uh that's super sick uh go follow him people uh, all on the links uh, Josh is sorry that he could not come back in he hates his house and his internet <laughs> oh. Um Clay thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us today thanks for
2: dealing with my rambling it's so Dude, bad
1: it's not that bad bro <laughs> we did an entire episode one time that I just didn't air because it just ended up being me and Josh rambling the whole time really? so it's not that <laughs> um. did it have a
2: topic <laughs> like vaguely Huh? Did it vaguely have a topic or no?
1: Uh I don't remember. It was we got on here and just started talking one day and right. it just went off the rails and I was like, we're not using this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it was fun.
1: It was fun. Uh <laughs> but yeah, dude, thanks so much for coming and hanging out. Guys, go follow Clay. He's a great dude. Um thanks for being here. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks for having me, man. Of course, dude. Thanks for listening, listeners. And we will see you next time.